Um, so welcome everybody again. Uh, as Sam always says, all this cool stuff about the Bible app, we're in the Bible app. Um, you go to events, you find us, it's kind of amazing. It's got everything you need to know right there in your phone, which I know like most of you have, even Jacob Lagarde at this point. So, okay, yep, Jacob Lagarde has a phone. Let's have a moment. Join me. Everybody clap. There we go. Okay, we don't need to go this deep. Anyway, so we've been working through this series, and it's been essentially focused around one main thing, which is our identity, right? And so week one, Jen comes out swinging, right? And she tells us that the most important thing about us is what God says about us. It's that idea that everything else in our lives should come back to this standard, to this idea that what God says about us is what's most important. That defines us most importantly for who we are, and that should shape who we believe that we are. Is everybody down with that? That's our foundation, right? What God says about us should shape everything else. And that's what Jen talked about. And then we talked about how, like, you know, the reality of that is, is we're kind of hard on ourselves, and we, we're all the meanest people that we know to ourselves. And that's when Sam talked about this idea of um, you got to trash all the negative stuff. You got to toss the negative and pick up the positive. I think was the catchy. Yep, toss the trash, pick up the positive. It's that idea that God has already told you who you are, and we got to stop putting ourselves down. We got to stop with all this negative stuff, and we need to pick up that identity and run with it. Um, and that's kind of where I'm going to go today, but first I have to ask a question, and Grant, I'm going to need this mic. I'm going to turn it on. We're playing Yenny. Britt, you got me on? There we go. Appreciate you. Okay, so I know Infinity Wars just dropped. Who, who is a superhero kind of person? Raise your hand. That's a pity. The group that's not. Okay. Listen, superheroes are cool again, so I'm not a nerd, and I don't appreciate it if you didn't raise your hand. So anyway, superheroes are awesome. And specifically, Infinity Wars dropped Friday, was it? Or did it technically drop like Thursday at midnight, right? So Thursday at midnight. I haven't seen it, so if you ruin it for me, I'll hate you forever. I'm sorry. Um, technically, I'm just saying, like, Thursday night. Say what? Thanos is the bad guy. I appreciate that. Um, so listen, I haven't seen it, so if you ruin it for me, I'll be mad at you forever. But I want to talk about, okay, so who has, like, a favorite superhero? Raise your hand. Like, if you're ready to, like, throw down about who your favorite superhero is, raise your hand. Iron Man. Mm, that's weak, but okay. What do you got? Captain America. Cap okay, I appreciate that. The Flash. The Flash. Interesting. Why? Wonder Woman. Yeah, because women. <laughs> All right, who else has a superhero? All right, what you got for me? It better be a real superhero. Aquaman. Aquaman. Okay. We got a DC person in here. America Man. What's America Man? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, it's Captain America. It's not America Man. Jeez. Way to ruin his name completely. Star-Lord is a superhero. And don't you ever take away from him. He's, he's part, like, what is it called? Celestial? Yeah. Anything back here? What you got? Amen to that. Batman. All right. Now, here's a really hard question. Why do you like them? Coming back. Why do you like them? Because he's always wet. That's a weird answer. <laughs> Super weirded out by that. Okay. Why Iron Man? Go. By the way, the Hulk whooped him. He destroyed like three suits in the process. Uh, rebuked. Anyway. Are you talking about the Hulkbuster? Yes. 
dude, I will fight you right now on that. The Hulk destroyed him. And only because he kept getting a rocket ship of new parts that the Hulk didn't just ruin his whole life. Fake news. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. All right. Sorry. So why do you like America, Captain? America's a man. Yep. That's an interesting reason, too. Jen, why do you like woman or woman? Oh, yeah, that's right. Flash. Hit me with the flash. That is an amazing reason. Kind of kind of beating y'all's reason so far. All right, Jen, why Wonder Woman? I like Wonder Woman because she's legitimately strong and she's not using her womanly wiles to hurt people. Okay. That that answer was pretty pretty deep. So I'm just gonna walk away from it. <laughs> what you got? Why Batman? Quite efficiently, I would might out, yeah. Quite efficiently. All right. Did I get everybody? Robbie, you want to weigh in? That's really probably not. Look, boom. Look at this. Look. What was the first move? He, he, he literally tears his arm off. He gets a new arm. It's cheating, bro. Yeah, no. Oh. Anyway, Sam doesn't love Jesus, obviously, because he thinks the Iron Man is better than the Hulk. But anyway. This idea of superheroes, right? And I think, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one, but like, I super was into superheroes because like, I liked the idea that they changed the world. Like, that was the big thing for me is like, I was, a, all right, so I'll say this, like, I'm a hardcore, I mean, I like the Hulk, in, if I'm talking Marvel, but growing up, I was like super unhealthily, like hardcore into Batman. Like, so dangerously into Batman. So much so that I have a picture, I wore Batman cape like all the time in like a not cool way. So I don't know how old I was there, but it's probably too old to be wearing a Batman cape every single day, but I did. So basically from like three to however old this is and probably a little bit past that, I wore a Batman cape like every single day, had one. And then what's really embarrassing, and I don't know if you can tell, it's a Velcro one because <laughs> I was young and I was like, mom, I can't tie this cape and I need the ability to be Batman on my own. Like, Batman doesn't need his mom tying his cape. And so I had to get a special cape bought for me that had Velcro so I could become Batman on my own. Yeah, watch him rip his arm off, Brohan. Yeah. Dude, whatever, bro. Fake news. I, you interrupt me again with this garbage, and we're going to have a problem. All right, sorry. I'm making this a combative space, and I apologize. All right, so going back to my love for Batman, I loved it, all his gadgets, and I loved this idea that, like, a lot like what Nick said, um, which is the man in the back in the flannel, if y'all haven't met Nick, is this idea that this ordinary guy could go out and make this incredible difference, and he, he had, like, really high moral standards, like, he wouldn't kill people, but he would just, like, whoop up on them, and so, like, I was just like, that's who I want to be. Yep, except for that. Anyway, but that's who I wish I was. I was like, I want to be Batman so bad to where I was this nerdy kid wearing a Batman cape all the time. And, um... As I progressed, I became less insane about it. I didn't wear a Batman cape. Bailey, you don't have to leave the, me nerdying out on the screen the whole time. Like, we could go back to the splash if you want. There we go. Aw. Aw, yeah. Okay. Maybe at the end. Y'all can just marvel at how much of a nerd I was. But as I grew up, I stopped wearing Batman capes and stuff like that. But deep down, I still had this, like, deep love for, for Batman. Because he was, he was such an amazing crime-fighting hero of a man and he he made a difference 
and I believed in that. And so then all of that came crashing down. In, well, and I will say this first. The, the Dark Knight series of Batman was by far the best Batmans ever on the planet. Let's just have a moment. Everybody, the Dark Knight series of Batman, Christian Bale's Batman, by far. Don't you do that. You, are you saying maybe? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm becoming ill if you don't believe that. Anyway, I say all that to say, best Batman franchises I've ever seen. If you haven't watched it, you're free to leave right now and go watch it. I'm just kidding. Please don't leave. Don't leave. I'm just saying. Wait, hold on. Let me. We don't have a drummer today, but <laughs> um, so I started watching the Dark Knight series, and while I will say to this day, best Batman series on the planet, I realized Batman was wrong. All right, take that in, take that in. I'm gonna show you. I'll feed you, baby birds. All right, play the clip. So let me, let me give a little context for those who haven't seen this movie because you, I don't know, don't know how to live your life. So basically, the whole city is in disarray, and Batman comes in. He's like, I'm going to save the whole world. Y'all just, just hang in there. And right before he goes to jump off there and, and go kick crime's butt, his lady love is like, who are you? And you have that dramatic line where he goes, it's not who I am underneath. What I do, it defines me. And then he jumps off the building in the most dramatic way possible and soars over the world as a true hero. But that sentence bothers me so much because it's wrong. It's super wrong. Because he got it backwards. See, the idea is it's who you are underneath that defines what you do. See, Batman had it all flipped. All he thought about was what you did, what you did, what you did. But it's the reverse. It starts with who you are. And then from there, it's what you do. And that idea is going to bring us to, our, um, to Scripture, right? Because that's kind of like the whole Bible, big thing of what we do here. Um, and uh, so we find Paul, good old Apostle Paul, um, writing one of his many letters. If you haven't read any of his letters, you should because he wrote a lot and there were a lot of good stuff in them. But he's writing to the church in Ephesus which is basically in Roman society, and it was called the epicenter of Roman worship, which is basically a fancy word for, like, this is where all of the Roman rituals, all of their gods and idols, and all of their worship took place in Ephesus. And Paul had gone there and started to preach the gospel, started to talk about Jesus, right? And, and this church movement started forming. And the reason this is such a big deal is because this is the center of what the Romans called their faith, like the center of their worship practices. Everything's going on in Ephesus. And so for, for Paul to have started a church here, it's in the spotlight, right? It's in, a, it's in a huge moment, and everyone's looking at him. And so after Paul leaves, 
he's writing them letters and he's kind of instructing them on how to be family with one another, how to care for one another, what being a Christian, being a follower of Christ actually looks like. And in, in this letter to Ephesus in 5.8, we see him say this exact line. And it says, for once you were in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. So to break that down into three easy chunks, at first you were in darkness. He's like, listen, it's okay. You didn't know who Christ was, and therefore you didn't know who you were. And that's all right, because when that's like that, it's dark. And the world can be a scary place, and it can be a messed up place. But, here's the but, now you have the light of the Lord. Now you know who Jesus Christ is, and now you know who you are. And so what does he say at the very end of that? Live as children of light. See, what Paul is saying here is kind of what we're talking about this whole this whole series has been this idea of identity. When you know who you are, and specifically whose you are, it should look like it. You have to live as children of light. So basically what Paul is telling them in, in, this, in this letter, and specifically this part, the first part talks about family and community and everything. And this is talking about lifestyle. And basically what he's saying is if you are now a follower of Jesus, you know who Jesus is, you know who you are in Jesus Live like a follower of Jesus. Live like light, right? That's what he's saying. But that's kind of a confusing statement, right? Like live like light. What is light? What does that even mean? And so I kind of think about three simple things that we can do to essentially be light in our context, to be light in our areas. The first one is be real. And I know that sounds like super simple and everything like that, but authenticity is something that's so important. It's important up here, it's important in my life, it's important in Jen's life, Pam's life, and it's important in y'all's life. Because everybody around you, including yourself at times, is trying to, to fake it till you make it, right? We're all just trying to survive. We're all trying to adapt to our situations and figure stuff out as we go. And the problem with that is we can often come across fake. We pretend like our problems aren't real. We pretend like things aren't happening. We pretend like this stuff isn't bothering us. And the problem is, we can all tell from a mile away. Like, raise your hand if you can tell when somebody's fake. I mean, seriously. I mean, you could pick it up. And the problem with that is when you're fake, you can't have real relationship. You can't grow. You can't have this opportunity to know somebody and to truly be in that family with them. And that's a big deal. So the first thing you can do is be real. Be real in everything you do and everything you say. Don't be afraid of of being vulnerable, don't be afraid of failing, don't be afraid of all of this stuff that our culture tells us to be afraid of. It's okay to be real. The second thing is, be wise. Um, I'm sure everybody remembers for the wrong reason the sermon I gave about being hit by a car. Raise your hand if you remember that thing. My poor dad, he didn't know what he was doing. Okay, so basically, I'm gonna tell everybody again so we can all remember the wrong part of this, but I was struck with a vehicle twice by an ex-girlfriend of mine who was not, uh, I guess, the most stable individual. And I don't tell that story. I feel like everybody focused on that. I tell that story not to just say, hey, I got hit by a car twice. I'm so foolish. But to show that when we break up with our brains, when we stop using wisdom, we stop making good choices and we stop going down the path that we should. And so when I say be wise, what I mean by that is 
is know who you are. Know what you're doing with your life and where you're going and make choices that reflect that. Make decisions that reflect that. Your life should look like a path that you want it to look. And it doesn't include being hit by cars, I hope. And you have to be able to use good judgment and good circumstances and wisdom to make those choices. Because when you do that, you will make decisions that keep you on the right path, that keep you moving towards your goals, that keep you moving towards the life you want to live. And the third, and what I would say is the most important thing, definitely not last, is be kind. Going back to that idea of realness and wisdom and everything else, like kindness is missing in so many of our interactions. The way we treat each other, the way we treat our brothers and sisters, the way we treat our parents, the way we treat our friends, the way we treat our enemies. Kindness is so important. And it can change so much in your life. It benefits you and it benefits the world if you be kind. Showing others love, showing compassion, showing caringness is not bad for anyone. And any, anything that tells you otherwise is, is lying to you. Being kind is good. Showing that love that you've been shown is good. Being that light is good. And so it kind of brings me back to this, this idea of, of living as light, right? So the idea of light and everything that light does. And, and so um, Grant's going to hook me up here. We're going we're gonna to turn out all the lights that we can in a second. It takes a, it takes a moment. Just blow stuff up. We're going to keep talking through it. And then go ahead. Bailey, can you black out the screen for me too? I think anybody that has a cell phone, take it out and put on your flashlight. We're not going to wave them, but you can just just take them out and and <laughs> point them around the room. Take your time, Jake. I don't need that. You pooped in on that one. Can somebody please help this boy? All right. Now, without shining each other's eyes, Sam, example, pastor, reverend, can you be the adult in the room? Shine it up to the ceiling. Do you guys see how bright it is in here? Do you not see this? Oh my gosh, Jacob. Sig it's significantly brighter whether you want to admit it or not. Like, significantly brighter. Okay, put your phones down. It's significantly brighter. Significantly brighter. And what I wanted to, the whole point of that was not to argue with you guys about the effectiveness of phone flashlights. Um, and Grant, you can run lights up whenever you want. Um, but it's this idea that a little bit of light makes a big impact in the darkness. Right? Do you need help turning it off? We can do this. We can do this. He needs to, let's, I'm going to just wait so Jacob can retain his independence, but we also won't lose traction on this sermon. All right. It's this idea that light makes a difference, makes a difference in the world. And going back to this identity thing, when you know who you are, when you know whose you are, you can live a certain kind of way. You can be a light. You can live like light. So I go, I go back to that idea of superheroes, right? My thing with superheroes was I like the fact that they could change the world. I like the fact 
that an ordinary man like Bruce Wayne, he's not ordinary, he's loaded rich, I understand that, same with Iron Man, they have advantages that I don't. But it was the idea that an ordinary man could make a difference in his world. An ordinary person for, for Jen and Wonder Woman can't, even though she's not ordinary, she has like superpowers or whatever. But the idea that someone ordinary can make a difference, and that is the point is when we come to who we are in God, when we know who we are, when we truly let what God says about us be the, the, the most important thing about us, when we truly throw away all the negative self-talk and we pick up all the positive, when we truly know who we are, specifically whose we are, we can live like superheroes. I know it sounds like nuts, and I don't mean it in like a, like we're really gonna like be the flash or anything crazy, but we can make a change to this world. We can live like light to the point where you need sunglasses, apparently. We can live like light, and that can change this world. That light coming on in the darkness makes a difference, and the more lights that come on, the brighter it gets. So know who you are, and know what that means and what it can do. So, as always, we're going to do 120 seconds. Um, and I want us to think about this idea of living like light. And specifically, I want you to think about one of those three areas, whether it's being real, being wise, or being kind. And I want to think about one person in your life, just one, that you could be real with, that you can be wise and, and make good choices with, and that you can be kind to. And I want you to see how it changes them, how it changes the world one person at a time. Think of one person in your life that you're going to do that with this week. Let's go to 120 seconds. We'll pray, and we'll worship some more.